could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. That quote is from filmmaker Billy Wilder. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at bethestarur.org. Go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up, and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. It's our 20th anniversary this month, and we are celebrating. Our new motto is communicate, collaborate, and innovate. So today's show is centered around the gift of hindsight. In this first segment, I'll be reading the gift of hindsight, as well as another little extra something after that. So for now, our chapter is from Courtney Chang, who began volunteering for Be The Star You Are as a young teen and now currently works in digital marketing and enjoys cooking, taking photos, and dancing bachata in her spare time. And without further ado, here is the gift of hindsight. My ex-boyfriend broke up with me about two and a half years after we started dating. The circumstances of our breakup felt like a magician had tried to whip a tablecloth out from underneath the table setting, but failed, terribly. I found solace that night in my friend's apartment and her roommate's bag of chocolate that we technically weren't supposed to touch. My friend, however, felt we had a legitimate excuse. She'll understand, my friend reassured me before pushing the open bag in my direction. My friend listened to me half-sob and sniffle through my retelling of my breakup conversation before trying to console me. She began, of course, by saying a few choice words about my ex, but then became became more practical and level-headed. We sat in a kitchen for several hours dissecting my relationship. Our conversation slowly changing in tone from anger and sadness to resigned and regretful. It was only then that I'd realized I'd, I somehow hadn't talked to her about my relationship for the entire past year. She and I had known each other for several years by that point, and we'd helped each other through dating woes in the past, so I couldn't understand how this had happened. In her own end, she'd always thought that my ex and I were fine because we spent most of our free time together and posted photos of each other all over our social media profiles. She hadn't thought to ask further. I only needed a couple hours to realize how unhealthy my relationship had been over the past past several months. The breakup had felt unexpected simply because I hadn't allowed anyone, not my friend nor myself, to be aware of and come to terms with reality. I hadn't known that I'd been unhappy for quite some time, but I pushed the thought aside because I'd only thought to save the relationship. There had to have been a way to repair the tears in something that had once been so good, I thought but my determination had only blinded me from seeing the best long-term solution might have been simply been breaking up sooner. All breakups are difficult, but ending a long-term relationship 
tends to be more difficult than ending a shorter one. For me, though, just one month after this breakup, I felt less stressed and anxious than I had in over six months. It was liberating. In hindsight, perhaps the breakup could have been avoided if my ex and I had changed the ways we'd handle our conflicts. In the last few months of our relationship, we'd yell at each other until 3 a.m. because we were desperate to find a solution that night. Neither of us thought to sleep on the issue or ask ourselves if the resolutions we found while exhausted and angry were the ones that were healthy. Emotions make it easy for us to lose sight of anything beyond the present. Everything that's happening in the moment seems to carry the weight of the world, so we're less likely to accept that certain situations might not have immediate solutions, and more likely to force out a solution, for better or for worse. Oftentimes, the best, the best resolutions are only realized long after the fact. It's now been over a year and a half since this breakup, but it's not, still not always easy to think forward and consider the hindsight in the present. However, knowing that the view from the other side might not be as bad as I anticipate always gives me great comfort, no matter how bad things seem. And the exercise at the end of the chapter is called Assessing the Situation. It's not possible for anyone to move forward in time to give him or herself the actual gift of hindsight, but it is possible for us to learn how to assess our emotions and reactions more carefully, even when we're in heated situations. If you ever experience a strong emotional reaction to something, take a step back, literally step away, or just ask any other people in this situation to give you a minute to collect your thoughts. Then take a deep breath and ask yourself, if I were a three-year-old, three how would I describe the way I'm currently feeling? Answering this question might not give you hindsight, but it will allow you to become in better touch with your emotions and mo make more rational decisions in the present moment. This, in turn, improves your present and foresight. Practice getting in touch with your emotions by posing the following question to yourself on a regular basis. Ask yourself, how would you, in three-year-old terms, describe your emotions, and where are these emotions coming from? And that concludes the chapter. I think Courtney brought up a really good point throughout the chapter, um, especially with the exercise at the end, talking about how uh, hindsight is a really useful tool, not in going back and changing things and just wallowing in regret, but learning to identify the things that help you move forward, um, learning to identify the things that help you improve as a person. Um, yeah, like the whole idea of learning from your mistakes, that's only possible with hindsight, where you can go back and analyze a situation that you've been through and really pick out the things that uh, you would have done differently. So just so, just so that you know what to do in the future if a similar situation ever arises. Um, I also really liked how uh, she recommends talking to yourself as if you were a three-year-old. I think this would be a really good idea um, just because it allows you to simplify your thoughts a lot, um, really tackle your emotions directly instead of trying to, like she did with her breakup, come up with reasons to avoid uh, certain resolutions and try to beat around the bush, things like that. Um, if you talk to yourself like you are a toddler or an infant, you can take a much more direct approach uh, without all these filler words and uh, convoluted logic and convoluted logic. Um, so yeah, I think that was a really great chapter and a really nice way to open the show. Um, we actually, before we end the segment, we actually have another article on hindsight, and it's from longtime radio host, volunteer, and book contributor Bridget Chia. And in her article, she actually writes about Be the Star You Are. Um, yeah, it's called Local Literacy Nonprofit Celebrates 20 Years of Service. Uh, so yeah, here is the article that she wrote. Um, 
honoring the 20th anniversary of Be The Star You Are. On September 9th, 2019, Moraga-based literacy and positive media message charity Be The Star You Are marks a major milestone, 20 years of serving the community, county, and country. A two-decade feat of being a nonprofit is even all the more spectacular, knowing that Be The Star You Are is 100% staffed with volunteers, no paid employees, and operates solely with the generous donations of individuals and businesses. For six years, I've been a proud member and volunteer for the top-rated nonprofit Be The Star You Are charity. In my freshman year at Camp Alinda High School, I stumbled upon the opportunity to be a behind-the-scenes art coordinator. With the encouragement and enthusiasm of founder and executive director Cynthia Bryan, I soon spread my wings to become a reporter on Express Yourself, Teen Radio. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of the Be The Star You Are charity. I quickly sharpened my communicative abilities, giving me the chance to grow from an awkward high school freshman into an open, articulate individual. My volunteer, my volunteer role gradually expanded with time as I participated in many activities that Be The Star You Are offered. I advanced to hosting the award-winning international radio show, interviewing authors and celebrities from around the globe. I provided free books to children at events, shipped supplies to survivors of natural disasters across the United States, performed pop-up concerts with other Be The Star You Are volunteer musicians throughout La Marunza and for seniors at Moraga Royale and Agus, read books to children at the Moraga Fair, painted faces at St. Mary's events and the Pear Festival, helped children write letters to Santa at the 5A Rent-A-Space holiday party, and continued to be the resident Be The Star You Are artist. In 2018, be The Star You Are published the third book in its Be The Star You Are series, titled Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. How honored I was to have two of my chapter submissions accepted for publication, The Gift of Activism and The Gift of Art. 31 Be The Star You Are volunteers are now published in that book. Two of the recent contributors were also published in Be The Star You Are for Teens, where an additional 41 volunteers and supporters were published. All proceeds from sales of, the, of these books benefit the charity. There are numerous opportunities for teens to get their community service credits while growing as people and leaders. Besides reporting on the thought-provoking radio broadcast, one of the most popular Be The Star You Are outreach programs is to become a writer on the Star Teen Book Review team. To date, over 2,000 book reviews have been, have been written and published. In these past six years, I've experienced some truly heartwarming moments of gratitude and collaborative power. A unique trait that I admire about volunteering with Be The Star You Are, 501c3, is that the founder, Cynthia Bryan, is a dedicated mentor helping each volunteer find his, her passion, his or her, his or her passion and individual strength. Read the reviews at great nonprofits. We have a motto, read, lead, succeed. To be a leader, you must be a reader. Through Be The Star You Are programs, I have found my voice and my leadership capabilities. With my chaotic college schedule, I have less time. Yet I'm glad that I've been welcomed as a part of something so much larger than just myself. Because of my involvement with Be The Star You Are, I am no longer afraid to talk to others about my feelings and opinions. As part of this organization, I've grabbed the globe by the horns and have been able to concretely change people's lives. The work I do alongside Cynthia and other members of our Be The Star You Are family will stay with me for the rest of my life. It's a big deal to celebrate 20 years of nonstop grassroots service. Our new slogan is Communicate, Collaborate, Innovate. I can't wait to see what Be The Star You Are has in store for me and the world in the future. So yeah, again, this comes from a regular host and reporter, Bridget Gia. 
uh, of course, talking about her time at Be The Star You Are. And I think this uh, poses a really nice, I guess, counterexample to the first chapter of using hindsight to look back on something that you're proud of. You're able to identify the things that um, you really appreciate and the moments and experiences that really help uh, shape who you are today. And this, of course, is something I can definitely relate to uh, being part of Be The Star You Are for uh, a year now, uh, or a year and a half, I guess now. Uh, Yeah, like her talking about how she's able to uh, be more open with her feelings and opinions, um, you know, being proud to be part of something like this. This is something I've definitely experienced uh, with my time here. I've really become more open, become a lot more um, outgoing, I guess, uh, in speaking about my opinions and feelings, uh, not just on the show, but, you know, in my everyday life. And it's really awesome uh, having those uh, life-changing moments and experiences uh, on this show where you're part of something that really helps others. Um, So, yeah, I think those two chapters, I guess the chapter in the article, uh, I think they're a really great way to open the show. They show two uh, different but similar examples of how, how in, of how hindsight can be used to um, improve your life and be more uh, reflective of how you're going about. So yeah, with that, I want to conclude our first segment. Support more amazing segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program. Also, Be The Star You Are's Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund continues. Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Help ship books to victims of natural disasters today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. Make sure to watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur.org. Pick up our new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World at CynthiaBryan.com slash online-store. My name is Kenneth Jun, and stick around for more on the gift of hindsight. When you show up drunk, you know the truth comes out. It's automatic. It's so erratic. What you know about love just Interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. 
Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to The Gift of Hindsight. I'm Kenneth Chun, and this is Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment channel. In this segment, I'm joined by pop singer-songwriter Valdi. One of Canada's most promising pop prospects, Valdi has made a name for himself as a skillful songwriter capable of turning out radio-ready chart hits. After studying music in his native city of Toronto, Valdi was swiftly spotted by Warner Music, who signed him up to a major label deal. His debut release, The World Is Ours, became a gold-certified smash hit that announced the arrival of a major talent on the global music scene. Since then, he's gone from strength to strength working with high-profile producers while honing his skills as a live performer. His latest single, Toxic, which you should have heard during the break, is out now. And with that, I'd like to welcome Valdi onto the show. Hi. Hey, hey Valdi, how are you going? doing? How's it going, man? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, it's great. Thank you for coming onto the show today. Yeah, I'm excited hey, to talk to you. thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. This is a blessing. Thank you. Yeah, so while the song is fresh on, everyone's, uh, on the audience's mind, um, yeah. do you mind telling us a little bit about how you came to make Toxic, uh, what you think about the song, how you, how it plays yeah, a role in your yeah. life. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, Toxic, um, I was in L.A. I, I wrote it and produced it there with um, producer, award-winning producer Brian Howes. And um, so, yeah, we wrote it in L.A. Um, the song's basically about, um, like, in a nutshell, I'll explain it a bit further, but in a nutshell, have you ever had like a toxic relationship in your life or i'm sure everybody out there has had at least one whether it's a friend whether it's a family member yeah um, <laughs> you know at least a but, couple yeah at least a couple right um so basically that's what it's about but like more so um on a personal level it's uh it's it is about a lifelong friend and he was uh he basically became um he was struggling with a lot of addiction so he became um a little bit toxic as a friend and towards um my uh, my girlfriend at the time now she's actually my wife <laughs> but um yeah um he you know it was basically like a best friend um and he basically kind of hated my girlfriend <laughs> and because of all that it created a whole bunch of problems and stuff but I kind of wrote this song about that so uh it is kind of personal like the lyrics and stuff they are true to me um so yeah I wrote that song about that <laughs> oh has your friend heard it did you guys like have a yeah. talk afterwards about the song 
Yeah, we actually have. And you know what? He's actually kind of cool with it. <laughs> right, he was like, awesome. he was like, oh, you, you wrote a song about me. Like, okay, I can't <laughs> wait to hear this on the radio. And I'm like, well, dude, you know, it's kind of uh, negative. <laughs> but he's like, whatever, man. But uh, he's he's on his way to recovery. So in the end, it's um, it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah, really cool. Yeah. Happy ending. Um, yeah. Do you usually base your uh, songs off of real life experiences, uh, like as directly as something like that? Yeah, you know what? This whole EP, um, which will be out um, eventually, probably it'll be out by the end of the year. But um, this whole EP and all my new music, it's uh, it's very personal. I, I've written every single song. Uh, comes from me, comes from my heart, and it comes from the personal experiences that I actually live through. So I'm pretty proud of the CP in that respect. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And does that usually happen where you kind of, uh, I guess, indirectly express yourself through music, and then I guess your life kind of changes as a result of people around you hearing music, kind of what happened with your friend? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, how exactly do you come to kind of solidify an idea into a song? Um, do you just like sit there for a couple hours trying to tap into your experiences or do they just come to you naturally while you're, I don't know, on in the middle of a drive or something? Just yeah, well, the throughout thing, the day? The thing is, is like I, um, I have like, like, you know, the notes in the iPhone, how you have notes. Yeah. Um, I literally like just if anything pops in my head throughout any particular day like I just write it down in my notes and whether it could be it could be like five lines like of poetry it could be one single word um it could be just like a sentence or a couple words just like topics or ideas or anything that I'm feeling or going through I feel like I just jot it down and then like they accumulate after a while right (laughs) so um then once I actually, you know, get to the point um, of sitting down and having a writing session, it's uh, I just kind of go through my notes and everything that I've accumulated over time, and I kind of just sit down and I nitpick, and I'm like, you know what, I think maybe I should write about this because, you know, that's that's a good one. Like you sift through them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know what? Sometimes I'll just sit down at the piano and I'll I'll be you know, in a writing mood and I'll, I'll just come up with something, you know, a topic, what I'm feeling in that particular moment. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple different ways that, um, that writing comes about for me. Yeah. And yeah. you mentioned the piano. Do you play any other musical instruments? Yeah. So the piano, um, I have, uh, studied classical piano since I was about six years old. And um, oh. I actually went to the University of Toronto here in Canada for music. So I have a Bachelor of Music. And uh, piano was my uh, performing instrument there. So, yeah, I've been raised uh, classically there. And also I did play, uh, I used to play a mean jazz saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like back in high school. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a hot minute since I've, uh, since I've played the sax. But, yeah, I played the piano and the sax. Oh, yeah. uh, what got you into pop music specifically? Well, pop has always kind of been my favorite thing to listen to. I mean, uh, you know, top 40 radio has always been my choice of radio. Like I do listen to some country radio too, but uh, pop has just always come naturally to me. Like, I mean, 
when I first started writing music, although like I, I, I wrote a lot of music, just piano and vocal. So, um, I kind of started off that way. Also, I started off in the church, like singing a lot there. So there was a lot of like worship music. There was a lot of ballads and, um, so sorry. What was the question? <laughs> I got into pop. Oh. Okay, yeah, pop. Yeah, yeah so you're still on subject. Formed. Yeah, how you got into pop and like yeah, your background and everything. It just kind of snowballed and formed from there. Like writing songs on the piano and then just loving pop. Um, I decided I really wanted to make a career in that genre. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was writing for pop music like drastically different from those other genres that you used to write for? Because I know like. A lot of people say pop music is like brainless and easy, but it's it not really. Isn't yeah. There's it a lot of like isn't. technical structure behind it and stuff like that. Do you have like well, a yeah, strategy to uh, writing songs? Yeah, I mean, like, like the writer and producer Brian House that I've worked with a lot um, in the past. Like he always says, you know, I can write a rock song in my sleep, but <laughs> a pop song is is quite different. Like there like there actually are rules there's you know it's got to be three minutes it's got to be you know usually it's 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 verse pre-chorus hook verse pre-chorus hook and then bridge which bridges are kind of they've evolved into kind of nothing anymore now but (laughs) like there's a certain strategic way to create a pop song um and it is it's 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 a little difficult sometimes um but I mean, music right now, it's uh, it's kind of turning right now. It's kind of shifting. I, I feel that um, the rules are kind of being thrown at the door, and I feel like you can have a, a two-minute song or a minute and a half song. Like, look at Lil Nas's song yeah, like before, yeah. you know, before Billy Ray Cyrus got on that song. That song was only a minute and a half. Um, so I don't know. Rules are changing, but yeah, pop music isn't like easy to write as people would usually assume i think yeah and i guess with like the internet now where there's no there's not really like a huge one singular mainstream body anymore with pop music it's like kind of branching out into different genres um have you found like uh being like a rising pop star now with the internet age has that been like something has i guess the way the internet has changed uh pop music and how people listen to music has that Was that like unexpected to you or did you adapt to it very quickly or did you always have it in your mind that like this is something that you could kind of adapt to? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been in my mind that I I feel like I can always adapt to almost anything I would hope hope to say. <laughs> but um I I know that music is ever changing. Like even even the platforms, the, the the way that people listen to it, the way that people see it and experience music, I think it's ever changing and I think as a as an artist and as a as a musician and a writer and a performer I think you have to be you know sort of ready and willing to adapt with it and I know that this digital age is um has taken quite a toll on on writers and musicians and I I feel like you just like I said you have to adapt but yeah it has taken a little bit of a toll because you know, back in the day, it was like, you go play at a bar, and there was a music exec out there, and you'd get signed, and then it was like, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit, and, you know, you could go take your, your, uh, your song down to the radio station, and you can, you know, get the, the, the jockey, the DJ to play it if they liked it enough. 
skip forward now there's all these digital platforms and people don't buy music they stream it and whether they pay for it or not like um now fast forward it's it's almost like you have to have you know over a million streams in order for the radio to even look at you right so like it's it's always ever changing and i feel like you know i'm i'm just going with the flow <laughs> yeah yeah and with all of these like there's just more artists people have more access to music um, yeah. and you know the inherent repetitive nature of pop music what is like what is how does your approach or what do you think your approach is that differs from um, everybody else like what is your edge over i guess your competitors well i think um I think it's kind of the voice. I think I have like a soul, like my, my roots, like I said, are, um, you know, gospel. And, and I feel like people, when I, whether I sing a ballad or whether I sing, you know, a fast pop song, I feel like people um, are kind of drawn into my voice in, in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. I think it kind of sets me apart a little bit. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, it's a hard question like, to answer. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's kind of like your entire career trying to <laughs> that edge. Um, are these like influences conscious in your mind? Do you purposely try to uh, kind of integrate your musical roots into your new songs, or are they just do just come up naturally? Um, at times, but I feel like I feel like they're more natural. I think. Um, when I'm creating and stuff, I feel like it's more natural. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a spontaneous writer. I don't work on songs for like a long time. Like I'll go um, into the studio and set like a specific like time slot, like whether it's weeks or, or a few days, or it could be like a month. But I, I, it's like, it's usually like I get the song done within a few days, like from scratch <laughs> to uh-huh. all the way to... Um, recording all the vocals and all that stuff. So, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, and the theme of our show is hindsight. So looking back, um, mm-hmm. is there anything that you think really was a key moment or a key action to your success? Or maybe even like something that you think was a really big problem to, uh, I guess, your trajectory? Well, I think in hindsight, I can say like... Well, the first part of that question, the thing that kind of really kind of changed my career and made it take off was literally going into, um, it's called 99 Virgin Radio here in Toronto. It's the biggest radio station. It's it's now an iHeart radio station. And uh, oh. we oh. I, I, I was in a band back then called 11 Past One, and we took our first song into there. And they loved it, and they started playing it like crazy, and then it spread across the country on all the major pop top 40 stations. So just that kind of like decision to knock on somebody's door like that, and the hustle, and just doing that, that, that kind of actually changed the, the path of my career. <laughs> oh. um, is there anything you would have done differently? Um, you know what? I'm going to say no, because you can't live life um, with regrets. Like, I'm a firm believer in that. Like, I know you can always say, like, oh, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done it that way. But I feel like, you know, (laughs) everybody has a destiny. And I just feel like everything that you do 
um, up till the end is is um, is meant meant to be, and and everything happens for a reason. So no, <laughs> right? Yeah, solid yeah. mindset to have. Yeah. Um, looking into the future, uh, is there any specific goal that you have in mind? Something that you would like to achieve? Um, I guess over your entire career, or maybe in the next year or so. Yeah, I mean. You know, I would really love to have an international hit. <laughs> um, you know, I'd, I'd love to be, I would just love to have the world um, hear my voice and just to be um, a positive influence into this world. And it seems like a dark world a lot of the time. So I just want to use my platform and be... Um, just show show the love and show people that love conquers all, and I just feel like uh, that that's how I want to use my platform. Yeah, and hopefully our show right now adds to your uh, quest for the international hit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you talked about trying to create an influence. Uh, are there any key influences that you say you would have um, that really inspire you? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know that question. I've always thought it was difficult, like, oh, who's your influence? And um, I'll answer it this way. I feel like there's so many different influences in my life that influence my music and my career and stuff. But I just feel like I can't pinpoint, like, a lot of people are like, oh, like, Michael Jackson or, you know, Beyonce. Like, people just, like, automatically go to those, like, superstars. But I just want to say... Um, day to day, like my, my friend can influence me writing a song, my, and then like, there's also like people, obviously artists influence me. I'm not saying that they don't, but, um, like, I'll just say this for this album, um, Sam Smith influenced me, um, Bozzy influenced me, Halsey influenced me, um, who else? Panic at the Disco influenced my music on this EP um yeah so there's like four or five different artists that have influenced this uh this new music of mine oh yeah mm-hmm. and you talked about how close people in your life can influence you uh, was mm-hmm. your family always supportive of your love of music um did they fully were they behind like your goal to be a pop artist absolutely 110 percent supportive all the way um yeah, my parents have always been been there for me. They're they're the ones who put me through music lessons all those years. Oh. And, you know, it's it's really incredible and such a blessing to to always have their backing for sure. Yeah. Do they have any background in music or anything, or was it just um, they just wanted you to have that experience? <clears throat> Actually, my dad does. Um, my mom, no, <laughs> she can't. She can't really hold a tune. God bless you, mom. I love you so much. But um, my dad, he was the drummer. He's also a guitar player. But um, he was the drummer for a progressive rock band in the 70s here wow. in Canada. Cool. And um, like they sold out like Massey Hall, which is like a pretty huge venue here. And it's very iconic. Wow. Um, so they were, uh, they were pretty big. Yeah, progressive rock band in the 70s, my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's... They were called Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny name, eh? <laughs> Psychedelic yeah. band. Um, wow, yeah, that's that's pretty cool, growing up the son of a rock star. Um, yeah, uh, you also mentioned how your girlfriend was with you. Uh, how, 
I guess this might be a bit personal, but is it okay if you ask about your relationship? I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, so. yeah. Sorry, not, this not, is. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what you're gonna ask, but. Uh, All right. No, I'm just yeah. I'm just, I don't know if I accidentally made this really awkward, but yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to ask, like, how has your girlfriend supported you? How has your girlfriend been beside you? Um, if you guys have been together for a while. Oh, absolutely. Um, she's at. She's actually now my wife. We just got married. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's always been supporting me, like from day one. She's. Uh, She's she's my other half. She's literally, you know, she's right there for me every step of the way. She believes in me. She encourages me. She, uh, she's uh, yeah, definitely supportive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So I guess um, if you were to give advice to like a teen or a young person trying to follow in your footsteps and trying to kind of become an artist on their own, uh, what would you say? Um, I would just say keep going. Like seriously, there's there's so many struggles. There are so many, you know, mountains to climb and and battles that you have to go through. But that's 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 basically anything, any career in life, right? I mean, you just have to believe in yourself. And some days you're not. Trust me. <laughs> um, but you know, the ultimate goal would just be to stay positive and keep going no matter how many doors are slammed in your face there's always going to be one that opens so i would just hang in there and i know it's really easy to say that to somebody and people will probably be like oh yeah everybody says that but um it it actually is like the best advice people can give because that's all that i've ever done you know you just have to stay positive and you just have to keep working you have to be a hard worker though like you cannot let um you can't let people, you can't think that people are going to do the work for you. You know, you have to put in a lot of hard work and it's going to be worth it in the end. Just keep going. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, were you always, did you always know that you were going to be a singer when you grew up or was it something you kind of rolled into as you aged? Um, you know, I always knew that I was like a singer. Like my mom always says, oh, you, you like the first song that you sang was you know, swaying in front of the TV in your diapers, get him a rinky dinky dink to the elephant, <laughs> the Sharon Lois and Bram show, that, that old show. But um, I knew that I was going to sing. But, you know, as a kid, you go through a whole bunch of things. I, I can remember my mom telling me I was uh, I wanted to be like a, a doctor at one time, a brain surgeon. And because uh, but that's probably because I was reading all these or they were reading me um I remember this cool book that I had and it had like all these different body parts that you can like see and pop out of the pages and then like at one time I wanted to be a lawyer I don't know and but then I, I knew it, it was always music like that was always my love my first passion I mean I went to school for it right so mm -hmm. yeah all right and I just want to ask how did you come across the name Valdi um mm-hmm uh, good question. Well, it's my middle name, and oh. um, Valdi is. I was named after my uh, my opa. So my grandfather, he was. Um, his name is actually Vladimir, but the short form for it is Valdi. So yeah, my parents gave me that nickname, and uh, I, I took it on as my stage name. Right. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. It's we're running out of time now, so I actually want to ask you about your other singer, single single uh, that 
people might not know about, or a lot of people might not know about. It's called Comfortable. Mm. Right. Um, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I mean, this is like a, a cool summer. I know summer's almost over. It's dwindling, but you know what? It's not over yet. <laughs> it's like a summery vibe song, and um, I wanted to just put that out for my fans um, before summer was over. And it's, uh, it's basically... Um, Again, it's personal. <laughs> um, I, it talks about just um, being comfortable. When I first started dating um, my wife, it was uh, it was really hard for me actually to open up my heart. Like I was single for a long time, and I just I just was having trouble with it. And then I just decided to open up my heart to my best friend. Like I've known her since I was six years old, and uh, it just became so comfortable as soon as I did that. So I kind of wrote that song about that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, was this also like a thing that came to you really naturally or did you have to like think about it a while? Um, no, it was pretty natural, to be honest. <laughs> do you ever feel uncomfortable about being too open in your songs? Um, you know, there's obviously some things that I won't write about, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not really that uncomfortable. Um, All right. You know, once this EP comes out, you'll actually hear a lot of uh um you'll hear a song that really dives deep into something really personal and really uh, serious in my life so stay tuned <laughs> yeah. all right and um yeah uh i guess tell us more about your ep when is the ep coming out you said before the end of the year yeah um it's set to come out before the end of the year from what i know <laughs> from what the label tells me um so yeah just just stay tuned. Um, just uh, keep watching on my social media pages for when I'm going to be releasing more music. And uh, you can find me at Valdi Official on like all social media um, outlets. So that's that's Valdi with a double I, V A L D I I Official. All right, and it looks like we are out of time now. So I just want to thank you again so much for being onto the show today, or coming onto the show awesome, today. Man. Yeah, this is awesome. really awesome I talking want to, to thank you. you too. Thank you. Yeah, I, your energy was awesome. I like. Yeah, thank you again. It was really nice <laughs> talking to you today. Yeah, um, no problem. Yeah, audience, be sure to find out more about Valdi and his music. Uh, like he said, on Valdi official on all of his social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, www.valdi.com, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, and that's spelled V-A-L-D-I-I uh, with two I's. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, now during the break, you will listen to his second single, Comfortable, as a special gift, his U.S. debut, technically, with uh, the introduction to the radio. Uh, audience, also be sure to pick up a copy of our newest anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World which you can find on CynthiaBryan.com, Amazon, and other book retailers. Visit www.BeTheStarYouAre.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are. Stay right, with, stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of hindsight. Myself like this, it's always easier to just resist. Get close, then I go. No stopping. I couldn't be the man to kill your kiss, making me think I should take a risk. Breathing, breathe out, and jump in. 
Lights off, but I want them back on. Wanna see what you got, baby? Don't be shy. Oh, you know I'm down with your body, down with your, down with your body. Lights off, but I want them back on. Wanna see what you got, baby? Don't be shy. Oh, you know I'm down with your body, down with your, down with your body. Keep on touching me that way. Let's get comfortable. Take me back to the day I was vulnerable. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Kenneth Jun, and for our last segment today, I'm joined by a longtime reporter and host, Jack Palakos, who is here with another brand new report surrounding hindsight. Take it away, Jack. Hey, audience. My name is Jack Palakos, and I'm really excited to be closing our show with my segment, Trends Without Ends. Today, I'm going to be talking about the current trends in music, uh, what's going on now, and what we can look forward to in the future. So, as we all probably know, music is a big business, and um, global music sales actually surpassed $19 billion in 2019. Uh, but what exactly generates all this money? Well, it's mainly from paid subscriptions to platforms like Spotify or Apple Music. And these platforms are contributing in a really large way to popular, uh, like popularizing music globally. Um, it turns out that millennials and centennials, or Generation Z, will be the world's largest demographic by the year 2020. And these two generations don't really listen to their radio anymore, uh, which has led to the rise of podcasts. In fact, 56% of 16 to 19-year-olds listen to music via YouTube. Music delivery itself has changed a lot as well. Lots of new and upcoming artists now use software as a service, or SAAS, where they create their own virtual label. Uh, they then use those labels to become their own music distributor. Spotify connects with artists um, that they invite who then 
have their music streamed. And this feature enables artists to upload songs and albums directly without going through a single label company or distribution group or Spotify employee or having to like sign to a record. And royalty payments go directly to their bank accounts too. So artists um, can also manage their pages and view listener engagement metrics, which is really helpful to get kind of instant feedback for them so they know what they need to improve on and what people like. And the exciting thing about this new way that music is released is that it opens up tons of new artists because it's a lot, um, in general, global music is a lot more accessible than it ever was before. Uh, And the ability to connect with local artists is a lot more convenient. And it's also uh, really helpful too with this new system of music for artists who aren't exactly famous or they don't really have um, sort of like a start or any fame to base their career off of when they're just starting. So it's a lot easier for them to kind of get their music out there on like YouTube or SoundCloud. And then uh, as people start to kind of stumble upon it, people will realize if it's good music or if it's bad music. And if it's good music, then they're able to grow in popularity and build their own fan base, which is um, pretty helpful now uh, because a lot of artists are being discovered that way. So when we look back, it's kind of hard for us to imagine like how far music has just come in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were just talking about in the second segment with the, we got a pop star and we're talking about how the internet has changed, how music is uh, accessed nowadays. Yeah. I think that was really cool just to uh, kind of have a direct uh, flow of this information with us. Um, yeah. So you mentioned independent artists signing up for uh, things like Spotify and YouTube where they can just, cut out the middleman of a record label and go directly into uploading uh, their music onto the internet. How exactly do artists upload onto Spotify? Do you know how that feature uh, works? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the form right now, it's kind of in like an invite-only beta form currently. So a person would have to, I think, contact Spotify in order to uh, find out like how they could specifically do it with all the details. But I know that it's not like expensive or anything, and it's not really like a difficult process. Um, I'm pretty sure you just need to actually contact Spotify to do that. But the neat thing about um, uploading your music is that Spotify isn't the only um, app that lets you upload your music. Um, so, like for example, literally anyone could upload any sort of music they want to YouTube or to SoundCloud, which are both free apps that let any user. Um, upload anything as long as they have an account, which is pretty neat because um, a lot of artists have been discovered by doing covers of other artists on YouTube um, because it's really easy uh, to just quickly like click on a video and watch it, and then you can see um, a, like a lot of talented people. So it's kind of nice that people are able to just quickly upload something, and it can actually like one person can upload something and then that could end up being seen by millions and millions of people one of which might be kind of a big producer and then from there the producer could contact them and then they could have a whole career launched out of that yeah um yeah also i think it's really cool how uh those kind of accessible features like uh soundcloud and youtube have almost created like their own independent genres with like lo-fi and soundcloud rap and things like that um yeah, and you're a music artist. Have you ever uploaded your music onto any of these sites? 
Uh, well, I actually uploaded um, a small video to YouTube uh, maybe four years ago, but that was um, really only because um, my family wanted to see <laughs> um, my music. But uh, yeah, it kind of ties in perfectly with what I was saying of like how people can get discovered because that ended up getting like over like four years, like 2000 views, which I know like obviously like compared to like actual, you know, people that do YouTube for a living, 2000 views is really, really insignificant <laughs> and not that many. But um, just for the purpose of me uploading, so maybe like 10 or 20 people could see it. And then, you know, like 2000 ended up seeing, that's just uh, an example of how like if you're consistently uploading your music constantly um and you're like you know like you're a legit artist and you're trying really really hard it's possible to keep increasing uh, the amount of views you're getting and you'll start getting subscribers and eventually you can actually start to build your own small little fan base but um you're not going to ever be able to build a fan base off of uploading one video <laughs> and then just waiting like four years that's not how it works you have to put in a lot of hard work and effort to build yeah. a fan base yeah, and I guess if, even if you don't have a huge audience, if like the right person finds your music, they can kind of help you expand it. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, do you think there are any kind of new technological trends uh, in music? We've talked about how the internet has like changed how people access music. Uh, do you think there are any other ways that new technology have influenced how music is consumed? Uh, well, Rumors do have it that um, before long, virtual reality will be integrated into music, um, which I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work. But I imagine <laughs> um, it maybe it can give you like an experience, like sort of this three dimensional experience of like a concert or something. Like if you're wearing the virtual reality oh. headset and you're experiencing like a concert, but you're really like in your own living room, stuff like that. Um, and then another um, really important, probably the most important technological trend in music right now is digital audio warehouses, which is pretty much just like the editing software that 99.9% .9 of all current, uh, like pop musicians or rap musicians, just any sort of current artist would use to produce their own music. Because what it does is it allows them to essentially like create a track and um, like mix that track and master that track, which basically just means like setting the audio levels of like your bass and your vocals and all the different instruments to different levels so that it sounds um, really nice. And that's able to be doing uh, like that's been done by like it's sing singular people. So where it used to be that um, it would take like a whole production crew just to make like one song sound really good and all this expensive equipment you can actually do it just on like a macbook with software that only costs like a couple hundred dollars which is expensive but if you're trying to make your own music it's definitely worth it mm -hmm. yeah and i guess the theme overall of this is accessibility just improving how people consume music how people make music just making everything easier across the board so yeah, I, we are out of time now. I want to thank you again for coming on to the show today, Jack. It was really great hearing from you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, audience, as always, we give our thanks to Star, Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Kenneth Jun, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on air global community where teens talk and the world listens. 
For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Celebrate our 20th anniversary with us. Be reflective, be aware, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself